0: Thank you to the Patreon crew, you know who you are, James, got my back, Uh, Chris, you've got my back, and Daniel, always hitting home runs for Please Blow My Mind. If you're interested in supporting this podcast via Patreon, please consider donating a few bucks a month. Search Please Blow My Mind on patreon.com and you'll find, uh, yeah, me. All the money goes into the podcast, which is a good feature. Thanks everybody for blowing my mind by joining me. Hope you're well wherever you are in the world. See ya. Being around, I've been around the
1: wrestling scene, I mean training wrestling since I was 15, so mm. 13 years now. Um, and I've been overseas, I've, I've learned how it's done properly. I've been taught by a lot of people. So I think I have enough confidence and experience to sort of guide New Zealanders on this path but um, the the hardest thing would be changing the perception of what wrestling is
0: Boom Aaron joining me from a, a secret location somewhere in are you in New Zealand? You're in New Zealand uh, I'm in Auckland now I'm Ah just, sweet you know, is. in the apartment lobby just, <laughs> I feel weird
1: I can't work at
0: home So did you come back from overseas?
1: Yeah so um, I was actually on holiday in Thailand uh, when all the COVID stuff hit, then I got um, called back to Japan and then they decided they were canceling the shows. So I was like, ah, oh. so they sent me back home. And then March, I just, I've been here since March, pretty much. Dude, I was here two weeks and then lockdown level four hit. So I was like, ah, I went from traveling every single day, touring matches almost every day to, nothing not allowed out of the house
0: wow that's i mean what a what a chapter for a book one day bro if um i'd love to come back to what you're doing now but i guess let's kind of skip there's a part of that of your life in japan but let's kind of skip back further than that like uh so so from auckland
1: yeah, 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 born and bred uh, East Auckland, your Hard.
0: Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice, that's awesome. And um, and and what was what was young Aaron up to? Like, w- was it clear what you wanted to be when you grew up and stuff uh, like that?
1: I, yeah, man, I still read like all of the all the uh, like essays and stuff we used to write in primary. It was all I always wanted to be a wrestler, bro. Ever since Is that, right? Me and my cousin were watching it since I was like three, four. Watch. Used to watch every like Friday, Saturday night. They used to be our jam, like WCW, WWF. So I always, always wanted to be a wrestler. But um, mm. in New Zealand, there's not where like there's not too many wrestling clubs around, and um, th- it's always just rugby, rugby, cricket, rugby, cricket, touch, all of that stuff. But um, growing up, I I was a real angry kid. Like I had anger management issues. Um, right. Used to go to guidance counselors all the time. My mm. second class was outside the principal's office most of the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a common story on there, but I, I, I was a real angry kid. But, um, um,
0: yeah sorry sorry no carry on bro i just i'll, I'll just remind myself because it, it's like sometimes in the podcast what happens is you know we, we're getting into these conversations and i forget to say like like and, and and you don't have to share but have you tried have you tried to work out was it just the built up of energy and st- like were you just the energetic just, person
1: i didn't know how to deal with anger and i, I think mm-hmm. um, a yeah, part of it like i don't want to sound boastful but uh a part of it was that um I was too advanced for all the, the public school system.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I remember a psychologist coming into school and running a bunch of like psychological tests on me when I was about seven or eight. And um, so what he determined was that I was just thinking way too fast. Um, I was just, I'm, I've always been like that. that, 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 that 100 miles an hour. Mm. Um, and the result of that was that I was actually given an extra day of advanced schooling. It's an old program that doesn't exist anymore because the funding dried up, but it's called Gifted Kids Program. It was a program for like you know, advanced students, students mm. whose the public school system just wasn't working for them in the sense that it was too easy. So I didn't feel challenged. I felt like everyone else was holding me back. Mm. Um, I felt like I was going, I was driving at 50Ks per hour and everyone else was going 20Ks per hour in mm. the 50K speeding zone. Whoa. But um, that sort of led on through all the way up until uh, high school, up until I started like freestyle wrestling, like mat wrestling, it wasn't until then when I started like channeling, channeling it properly.
0: Yeah, bro, that's that's um, look. I, is this is that quite common, bro? Have you met other people who like? Because um, I, I reckon it's. What well, do you reckon? It's probably more common that we're we're not able to kind of keep up with the kids.
1: I think um I think it is like it's not 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 so much keeping up with the kids, but I think people are fast. People are smart. Most people are. I mean, there's a reason why we've created flying machines that go to space. Everyone wants to do it. I think the problem is that they see that they're all above all these other people in terms of like thinking or creativity or passion. But they see everybody down, so they sort of, like, push themselves back down. And Mm -hmm. I think it's – I wouldn't call it sheepish. It's just, like, it's a way of social cohesion. It's a way to make sure everybody sticks together. Um, Obviously, I've trained in Japan a lot, and they have a saying in Japan, the nail that sticks up gets hammered down. So it's it's more a way, I think, of just social cohesion, like I said, Mm -hmm. like making sure everyone's – that way, but I could never I could never do the same thing as everybody else. I was um, I was the kid that was always like, you guys were crumping last week. Next week, you're going to be shuffling. You're just going to do whatever. <laughs> I was always like a radical in that sense.
0: Mm, I love I that, that, bro. I, I tell you why I love it because there's not that many people, and you haven't said anything to out there, but I haven't heard that many people talk about life like that what I hear a lot of is you've got to fit in what I hear a lot of and I've heard a lot of and, and people kind of encourage it unconsciously as um, security this idea that look look, just suppress it a bit you'll be fine don't whinge don't complain it'll all work out in the end and and it's kind of a bit of a lie because we do know now that with suppression uh, it ends nowhere good yeah. you know it's a, it's a control tactic and, and whether that's okay short term you know maybe from let's say a parent point of view, you gotta do what you gotta to do to, to keep the yeah. life safe until it can flourish. But but as a general rule, I think we got trapped in this idea of it works at scale you know, you can control lots. But the problem is when you look at our ancestry, it wasn't scale. It was these small little intricate tribes, and and, and they thrived on knowing how to, you know, be a nail, but flexible, you know, almost like the the palm tree, you know, strong as, but it can bend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's.
1: I always do the, like the island, the wave. I always tell people, especially in Japan, I'm like, they, they have what's called the flow state. It's like, the whole, just like, like, Bruce uh, Lee, be like water. Mm. That's the flow state. And like you said, with the palm tree, that's exactly all of our, like, all, Japan's a Pacific country as well. Mm. So it's like... It's still, we still all share the same like cultural roots as well. Mm. This is what I like. I didn't know you uh, were into all of this stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, you know, like I I, I suspect most people have been forced to think a bit deeper lately because once you realize that actually you're the only one who's really got your back and a few around you, there's an illusion that we're safe. Pay your taxes, we're safe. And look, I do agree with that, you know. I like that I can flush the toilet in New Zealand and it does its thing. And and I like that there's professionals who make that possible. But yeah. there's some foundations that that have we've we've outsourced, you know. And yeah. so what kind of comes through on the podcast is talking to people who they've owned that for themselves. It's like, I'll make a decision. And and I'll tell you, Aaron, it's 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 actually quite strange for me. So I wasn't the kid who was fast at school i was the kid who was slow it yeah. took me a long time to catch up and 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 so <laughs> it's been good in some ways as an adult because i'm like i'm still kind of childish in some ways I'm, I'm i'm curious like a child is because i think about myself as having lots left in the tank you know yeah. but but where where it's been tricky man is that there's you, you know it seems to be that you're, you're going to struggle somewhere and if you can kind of get that time right to struggle where you're you're old enough, not too young. So it kind of, you know, breaks you, I guess, but, but old enough where you can use it as a bit of a drive, you can push forward. But if mm. you just skip that point like I did, uh, uniquely because I had these older brothers and sisters who just kind of paved the way. Yeah. So I was left as this kind of, I got carried along and then it's like, right, go, see ya. And I was like, oh, what now? And and that actually, um, it, that's probably why I'm doing the podcast is to <laughs> work out how other people <laughs> sussed. Just that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey. Hot. Oh, yep. <laughs> TV,
1: huh? it's for TV, for TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I right. love it, absolutely. Uh, we just got a all the mailboxes got jacked the other day, and what right. my credit cards oh, yeah. got stolen. Oh, true. six <laughs> thirty passed on video. Oh, six Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: this is like (laughs) a reality show brother that's awesome Uh, are we good to carry on
1: i can't work in at home
0: so yeah yeah it's all right it's all right it's beautiful it's part of this journey right um like we said we're the flexible ones uh bro so look we've jumped straight pretty deep into it i'd like to uh, we'll, we'll take a bit of a um, we'll go to an ad break and when we come back aaron man uh, let's just keep going with this because it's really fascinating talking to you i feel like we're you know we're going to work our way into um you know this deep conversation so stay with us folks back in just a sec <laughs> Hey everyone, just want to say hello Hope you are enjoying this week's podcast with Aaron Uh, Yeah, just nothing, nothing but awesomeness Hoping you are well, hoping you are safe And yeah, (laughs) should be selling something I feel But um, maybe there's something cool about just hanging out Just saying hi in the middle of the storm Something like that. Okay, team, um, let's get back to the episode. Hope you're doing well. Take it easy. Breathe slow. Breathe nasal. See you later. Sweet. So before the break, um, it's all on. You You had security come up. we got stuff going on, but we're back in the podcast. Look, on that point, Aaron, I mean, do you think, you've been preparing yourself for these kind of exact moments where you've got to be able to thrive. Even when things are thrown at you in real time, that seems to be something that I'm picking up from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's the whole reason why I think I've made it so far in the wrestling world. It's because mm. i like, I've learned to roll with the punches, but more more um, importantly, I think I've learned to be comfortable wading through the fire. I call it like uncomfortable feeling uncomfortable mm. sort of thing. Um, I don't know, do we talk about the dojo yet? Go straight into it? or just go into it, bro. Let's go yeah. into it. Um, but So one thing, wrestling, it's the toughest sport. I don't know what if you've done wrestling before, um, if you know any wrestlers, but hands down, since the dawn of time, every single culture has said wrestling is the hardest sport. Um, and I think the main thing it teaches you is adversity, overcoming mm-hmm. adversity. You can be upside down, backwards, on your neck, and you have to just keep fighting, keep fighting, Fighting, keep fighting, and I think that's the main lesson that I learned from wrestling was that. Mm. Um, on top of that, it was the whole Japanese cultural um, foundations that they teach us when we train in Japan. Is um, my I call it my patch. Yeah, it is legitimately a patch, but uh, to get this patch, you need to do one thousand squats, two hundred push ups, and two hundred sit ups every single day at the dojo. So it's um.
0: Whoa.
1: New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo, it's world famous for being one of the toughest training schools in the world, uh, no matter what sport. Um, but it's it's not about trying to toughen your body up. It's not about trying to get the biggest muscles. It's about up here and in here. Like, it's about testing your heart. Um, the fighting spirit, they call it. There's a big Japanese painting in the dojo, Tōkon, and that's Japanese for fighting spirit. If you know anything about the samurai or the martial artists, karate, judo, jujitsu it's all about that fighting spirit and I think that's one thing that I became super comfortable being real com- uncomfortable getting hit in the face doing that stuff and, and that's sort of what I'm known for around the world so and I think a lot of it like what we're talking about but a lot of it has to do with like our brain and our culture yeah. like we are pretty like tough people around the world people know us as the tough, tough mm-hmm. island dudes
0: Exactly, and and like, what about your um family? Like, uh, is everyone like you, bro? Like, um, is, did everyone go out and try uh, this kind?
1: They they didn't uh, go out. Uh, it wasn't until after I uh, made it in Japan that my other family started uh, going out. But my mum, you know what a uh, cook island woman are like, uh, real headstrong, always working, always doing it. So she'll be the main like worth ethic thing mm. that I like example. Mm. Just about hustle, 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 hustle. Always working. Right. Always yeah. staunch. Always knows everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, bro. And and like would you what would you say to um to go out there and dream big, you know, I guess when you even say the word dream, you've got to then acknowledge that there's the opposite nightmare to that. And yeah. one of the things that I think we um, do a little bit poorly in this modern day is we say you can be anything you want. And I totally agree with that. But but that's the risk, right, that yeah. not everyone gets there. And it takes, a, well, what does it take from your analysis, bro? Is it grind? Is it luck? Is it a mixture?
1: Um, Definitely both. But whether you have luck or not. The, my, 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 my mentor Fale, the guy that got me to Japan he said, you can't lose if you just don't give up you can maybe lose once you can lose twice you can lose five times you can lose ten times but if you just keep going until you get it you just can't lose you know mm-hmm. and I thought well, that's true mm-hmm. um, the, one example he used was uh, one of his uh, juniors I think um, either his junior or the guy just before him he did the tryout so wrestling tryouts are one of the hardest things in the world right this guy did a tryout six times and he failed six times before the, he tried out the seventh time and they said, okay, you could come. And that's seven years. So they do one trail every year. Um, but it's just, I, I actually said the same to the raise up uh, Camp Adair the other day, two days ago. That mm. If you just, it's always just after that hurdle. Like it's always at the mountain peak where you can just, everything's easy after that. But a lot of people just, they get to the mountain peak, they, they can't see over the top, so they just walk back down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, come on, you've already done all the work, just mm-hmm. do a little more. Yeah, CT yeah. Fletcher's like, uh, you're already hurting, why not just, build some
0: muscle out of it <laughs> <laughs> have you stopped to think or have you heard any reasons why that is like that i mean this is the kind of stuff i explore on the podcast bro it's like <laughs> it's wh- wh- why do things seem so counterintuitive it's just before the end when you're just about give up and then it's it's like that's the la- the test day eh? will you submit yeah. to the unknown
1: I mean, there's, there's been cultural stories, there's been mythology throughout the whole of human history. Mm. Um, even, uh, what's his name? Muhammad Ali talked about it. He's like, where are all the most valuable things in the world? You find acres of diamonds underground in the hardest places to find under heaps mm. of million years of soil. Um, it's everywhere is about struggle. Um, I don't know if you know much about Nordic mythology, but Odin, you know, Odin, the All Father. Mm. so he only gained the wisdom because he was willing to do all the hard stuff he sacrificed himself he hung himself up he gouged out his eye um and it's there's a key and it's been told throughout every single culture in history um that you have to struggle in order to win at the end of the day you know Mm. um I could, I could think of heaps of examples,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> but, but I tell you what's coming through. And, and this is the bit that people forget to say is that, is that these are the deep stories of our heroes, you know, yeah. the, 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 the ones that earned their way or gave it all up, you know, even in, in the religious sector too, or myths, yeah. you know, or the religious area, um, which, which is, you know, super confronting for me because when I set out on this podcast, I thought, the world was science-based and I yeah. kind of still think it is but it's it's directly split for me where you know I definitely don't want to say we understand everything because as soon as you say that you're basically fake newsing yourself so <laughs> I do leave it open because even if I don't know what I mean it feels like there's something even if it's an energy or yeah. you know um, something like that I mean what is it like in Japan bro with like um, their beliefs and stuff are, are, are they yeah, because I don't know too much about Japan.
1: They're very um, cultural-centric, so none of them really think of themselves as individuals. Mm. To them, it's all just one Japanese Yamato people. Mm. Um, and if you think about their history in the World Wars, they were exactly like that. They were just Yamato, Yamato, Japan, Japan, mm. Japan. Mm. Um, very collective. Unlike Western, Westerners are very like individualised. Mm. They think about uh, like myself, my bank account, my household, but um. And then we, from the islands, were like sort of in the middle of that. Mm. So we like, we know uh, I have to go out to, and do a job. I have to get my money. But then we know at the back of my mind, ah, but I have to give all this money to my family. <laughs> so uh, we're like in the middle of both of these cultures, but it's very collective, collective focused, um, mm. which I think uh, the world is lacking right now. Um, we're very uh, like singular phone, Singular computer, singular car, yeah. and when you're when using the car analogy, like you, everything's like all bunched together. Everyone would probably be better off if we just like shared cars or something,
0: but that <laughs> cars
1: is just one example. Mm. Um, but I think we definitely need to recapture that in terms of the whole religious thing. I don't, I don't think it's more like whether God's real or not. I think mm. the problem was that with moved to a more secular society and the cultural foundations were pushed aside. Mm. Things that held like social cohesion throughout the last... Few hundred, few thousand years. Mm. I'm not making a judgment call on either side.
0: No, 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 bro, bro, bro. But you definitely, uh, you know, if I think of the ritualistic side of um, when you're wrestling, for example, there's something tying back to these ancient, you know, gladiators and and this idea of uh, us kind of singular looking at these marvels, you know, and yeah. and so I think it's it's more than entertainment. Mm. I think it's simulating hope, what could uh. be.
1: Not, not just that. I think it, of all things it represents what humanity is. And to me, humanity is the, the survival people. We, mm-hmm. we're, the, we're the species of survival. Um, the book I'm reading right now is actually Sapiens um, from uh, Noah, Noah Yova, I think his name is. Um, yep. But uh, I'm, I'm all into like, why, why are we here right now? We're here because we adapted. Mm-hmm. We went through adversity, but we still survived. Um, mm-hmm. The Europeans went through the ice ages right up the top, but they still survived we came out to the ocean with nothing here but just water and a, a few scattered islands. We still survive. Yeah. Uh, it's all about just survival. That's what I think. Use it yeah, it's human, awesome. Human survival spirit.
0: Um, yeah, look, and, and as soon as we say stuff like that, I guess that the, the, the bit I feel, which is like kind of really tough for me, man, is that there's obviously that survival spirit gets broken, you know, and, <laughs> And or, or it's forgotten that, that that thing is there because one of the things, you know, I find really challenging to understand is a life not worth living, you know? Yeah. And this is, this is, I don't think it's, I think it's given to you. I think that feeling is, is a gift and, and it can be stolen or broken because yeah. clearly it, it has to be. Otherwise, why would someone, you know, and I guess I don't want to go too far down that, but I try and make these conversations like, look, the answer is somewhere <laughs> in what we're saying.
1: Yeah, I think like, I, I, I don't know if I should touch on this, but I think the, the way if, if people come to me for advice on that. So, I mean, we've all been there, I've been there. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm uh, immortal. I've been there, I've almost tripped up, I've almost not made it a few times. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I tell people is that if you think deeply and not just think, but if you feel deeply, uh, it's not your body, it's not your mind, it's not your soul telling you to end yourself. But what I think it is, is it's your mind, your body, and your soul, because you feel it in all three of those things, right? It's them telling you who you are now needs to die in order to become who you want to be. Mm. So anyone who comes to me, that's what I say. Surely that's contentious, but people asking me, no, I'm not a, about, I'm not a quitter. Mm. Like I'm not, Not. I mean, we all almost quit. We all almost get there, but it. most it's of us it. are here right now. Mm. You know. That's it, bro. So that, that's what I think. It's more about the image. Um, I call it a blueprint. Whatever blueprint you have for yourself is what all of your psychology, all of your thoughts, all of your actions are all going to relate from that blueprint you have from yourself. Change mm-hmm. the blueprint, you change how your mind relates to yourself. Awesome. Um, that's what I tell people, and that's what I tell my students, people that want to train with me. That's the way I tell it to them. <laughs>
0: I love it, bro. I absolutely love it. I love that one of the deepest conversations going on in the South Pacific right now is you in the lobby with people all around you and the chaos of life in real time. And we're delivering because for me, this represents, it doesn't matter. We don't need the studio. We don't need the people in our ear telling us what to say. We got this. We got this. Um, We'll go to a quick break, brother. When we get back, I'd love to jump into, uh, you know, the, the stuff you're doing now. You've just started your own as a school. Yeah, academy. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, and and just let's go through that story, and then maybe we can jump back to because we still haven't gone past. Uh, you're the student. Um, you were, you know, <laughs> finding it hard. You you managed to control the Hulk, and we want to revisit all of that stuff. Stay with us. Be back in just a second. Yeah. So tell me about this academy. I mean is this a big was this a long plan? Was this a was this a pivot because of COVID?
1: Um kind of both. I always wanted to come back and like help build the New Zealand wrestling scene. Obviously there's no scene here right now, there's no professional scene seen you've probably never seen New Zealand wrestling in your life <laughs> no.
0: oh, I I know one person his name's uh guy Pigden oh, oh, Alex hey, he's the,
1: one of my cameramen
0: oh sweet sweet yeah yeah and I know he's been growing a mullet out to he could do oh. suplexes but um he's the only guy I know but now you're the second
1: yeah um so it's it was in the 70s man uh wrestling was like the second biggest biggest sport next to rugby Mm. That's what people don't realise. Wow! But, um, since the nineties, since the big, uh, big popularity of like The Rock in Austin, wrestling's pretty much died in New Zealand. Um, so I, I go on tour around the world. I've been to Japan, UK, Mexico, um, America, Australia. i I do all of those places. Um, when we finish tour, the Japanese go back to Japan the UK guys go back to UK, the Mexicans go back to Mexico, Americans go back to America. I come back to New Zealand, and there's no wrestling here. So it's, it's sort of heartbreaking for me. So I've take it, taken it upon myself to sign, try and like teach teach wrestling, teach uh, the scene, try to build up a scene here in New Zealand. One, for the people that want to become a wrestler so there's, they don't have to chase it around the world like I did. Um, they could just have it right here in New Zealand. And two... Wrestling's cool. It's mm. it's fun. It's fun to watch. You you probably watch wrestling when you're a kid. I know probably everybody watching this video watch wrestling when they're a kid. And there's sorta of like we're saying, there's that hope. There's that hope in the stories that they watch. Like you get it see a guy getting his getting slammed on the ground, getting slammed in the ring, but he's still coming up, still coming up. Mm. But that's like I think that'll help. I mean, with with all the like social inequities going on right now i think for me at least i said tell people wrestling saved my life and if i save anyone else's life by what i'm doing now then it was all worth it
0: that's awesome so so what's the journey bro of, of starting your own academy because i guess that's the bit that's interesting it's like we see you in the media now and it's like okay we've started but but there must be pl- plenty of hours of you thinking oh jeep how, how's this going to fly
1: um i think i've been around, I've been around the wrestling scene, I mean, training wrestling since I was 15, so mm-hmm. 13 years now. Um, and I've been overseas, I've, I've learned how it's done properly. I've been taught by a lot of people. So I think I have enough confidence and experience to sort of guide New Zealanders on this path. But um, the the hardest thing would be changing the perception of what wrestling is. Um, mm. What I want, the Kiwis around the world were known as being tough Tough fellas, like you yourself, you look like you could take a few punches and still be, take a few slams. But we go to Japan, everyone's like, "Oh, oh, Kiwi, oh, Kiwi." Go to UK, oh, you're one of those Kiwi boys. Most most Kiwis stay in New Zealand, so they don't know that everyone's like scared of us. Um, but I mean, if I bring that hard hitting Kiwi attitude to wrestling, I think we'll really do well. um Sure, like you said, like there's the, the nightmare side of it. We talked about the dreams. There's the nightmare side. Maybe I fail. You know, maybe I fail. What's the worst that could happen? Mm. I honestly don't see like if I fail, I've lost a bunch of dollars. Cool. I'm still going to be alive tomorrow. Still yeah. going to be wrestling tomorrow. It's like so. It's not really um. It's risky, but mm. I mean, life's life's about living life, right?
0: Yeah, bro. It sure is, man. And you know, life's about living life, and part of the burden of that joy is to go after it, eh? and i know it sounds trivial because i'm wrestling with this in my mind myself you know like i i have big dreams and but i also have been bred to be stable you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and some that's a it's a real fight to be like how much do you project forward and what and what metric is success you know like when you look around plenty of people have the house and the car and yeah. and and but for what trade and you know and i guess that's like it is to what we've been talking about like dad's kiwi mum's cook island so my mom's always like go son that's why that's why we did this and dad's mm-hmm. like hey man how's the job you're right, you know, keep at it. And so I've got this, 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 and I suspect many of us have this kind of tension, but at the end of the day, I guess, uh, you know, was there a time, bro, where you were just like, um, ever wrestled with something like that where you're like, I'm not sure, but you ended up just choosing the one that felt right for you?
1: I've always, I think I watched too much Disney when (laughs) I was growing up. I've always just been follow your heart, follow your heart, Mm. follow your heart. I'm on top of the Maori and Cook Island, I'm also Native American. My dad's side's Native American. So it's always about following your heart. Mm-hmm. Follow the winds. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've found it, and I've told everybody, if you just follow, if you have enough self awareness to just feel what you're feeling and follow that feeling, it's you're just gonna you can't lose if you do it. Mm-hmm. If you fail then you've you've learned all of these valuable lessons that you could take away. If you win, then you win. Like mm-hmm. you could you could fail at doing what you don't like. So why not just do something that you like as well? Sort of. mm. And the other thing I tell people is you can like,
0: Sorry. Ah, it, was, it was just here. It was just here. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll come back. That's how those things work. I promise you. I'm always doing that in the podcast. Um, I'll turn it off. No, and... nah, all right. bro we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll just make a point that it. Come on, subconscious, get it back out. It was the moment of gold.
1: <laughs> this is the, the the flip side of always being yes, yes, this, this. This, this, this is this, us, this, bro.
0: This. this is us in fight or flight because we're flying. Hey, um, when, <laughs> when 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 you uh were you know growing up and you talked about kind of trying to channel or or you know un- well the rage was it right like the anger you mentioned or um what was the turning point
1: um, I met one of the uncles oh, I actually got suspended from school for five weeks
0: right um,
1: this guy called me the n-word and then I didn't, I didn't see the teacher around the corner but then I just swung at him dropped him and the teacher saw me do it so mm-hmm. from where the teacher was sitting standing he saw. So. I got suspended. Uh, to get back in school, I had to do an uh, old-school Māori-style mōrāko course, and it was um, one of the most life-changing mentors that uh, I had. His name's Nick Wiki, one of the uncles from uh, Teo Podi up north. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, and he took me through Modarco, his taiāha training, and he just taught me about how the old school, like how we used to do it. He was like, the chiefs back in the day, they couldn't just go into every single village and just chop off the other guy's head. He had to think about what would what can can we work our harvests together? Can our two tribes live together? What if we team up? What if he's got more men than me? So he was like always thinking like strategic. And then Mm. from that I actually started thinking about other cultures and how they dealt with it. So like I started reading the Chinese Sun Tzu. I don't know if you've heard him, the art of war. It's like the most famous war book or like strategic book in, in history. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was uh, Miyamoto Musashi, the book of five rings. And it's like the samurai code, like how the samurai used to live their life. And it was, it was just, all of these books had the same sort of themes in it. And it's all about just overcoming that self, overcoming yourself. Being yourself, knowing thyself. Um, that was a big turning point. And then from there, that's when I enrolled into wrestling. Uh, Freestyling Greco-Roman and submission. You wear the little tights in high school. Yep, yep. And yeah, from there, I um, became New Zealand champion. I think I went like three years. All, all the high school years that I did it, I went undefeated. Um, then from there, I went on to nationals. I won the nationals in freestyle Greco and submission. Uh for junior and senior, apart from Mm. Bricko. And then from there, I met Badluck Follett, who was a big superstar, intercontinental champion. Um, Tongan guy, six 140, 150 kilos. One of the Mm. toughest guys I've ever met in my life. Um, I started training with him, and he took me to Japan. They taught me the ropes. They taught me how to roll. They taught me how to wrestle, and now I am where I am now, and this is why Uh I wear the the patch all the time.
0: Far out. Just like that's like seven books that you just went through. That's uh, <laughs> man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cause you just kind of, you know, you took us on a time travel, you know, and uh, bro. And it's, I love it because I think what happens is I was picturing all of that stuff and some type of psychedelic experience, you know, <laughs> where I think you just, you know, took me in there for a <laughs> little bit, but, um, so, so first day in Japan, do you remember that? Yeah. Is, it, is it captured oh. in your mind?
1: Like, we're talking about the dreams and the nightmares. This was a legitimate dream I had. Like, I physically dreamt of the day that I got to the dojo. I put my bags down. The kitchen was there. I had never been there before. I'd never mm. been, like, into, um, start training. Mm. The first day I got there was exactly like my dream. Like, scary, 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 scary. I dreamt the exact guy that was there and how things were happening. And it just, it was just the first time that all of my, like, Thoughts all married up onto reality, mm. and then it was just I've been pictu- I was picturing it from 2014, the start of 2014 until September 2016. That so, two run. whole years I was dreaming, I was going, 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 going. I actually failed the first time, uh, I did the tryout in 2014. I didn't make it, but I kept just annoying them, I kept annoying them, kept sending my CV in. Um, and then eventually they're like, Ah, okay, there's a space, you got to come. <laughs> Um, at the time, I was actually in Florida for WWE at the time. You know WWE, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you aware of the Bushwhackers? Yes, yes. Yeah, old school, old Kiwi yes, guys. They're probably cool. the most well-known Kiwi wrestlers. He invited me to come train at WWE. But in my heart, I knew Japanese strong style was the, uh, the way I wanted to go with wrestling. For those yeah. who don't know what strong style is, in the WWE, if you watch it, they kind of hit you like this, right? In Japan, strong style is about actually connecting. It's okay. about actually hitting them, actual slams. So, in Japan, it's still like a sport, whereas in, in America, it's more entertainment, storyline stuff. Mm. So, I, I always like martial arts. I always like catch wrestling. I always like the Japanese wrestlers. So, mm. that's where I wanted to go. That's where I decided to go.
0: Far out. Dude, you got my mind on fire. Um, let's go to a quick break. And, and when we come back, Aaron, oh, oh, man, I think we just carry on, but I'd really like you to, um, you know, well, one, let's wake that subconscious. What was that missing thought? That bit of gold that we that got lost. Um, <laughs> but two, man, like, you know, I guess I imagine us watching maybe or getting sent these clips, you know, and thinking, oh, man, that sounds awesome. But, but, what I'm interested in is people that are are following their own path is what are the routines that you build for yourself? You know, what does a morning look like? What does the, you know, is there certain things you do that you might take for granted, but if we were to add that in every day, um, so anyways, hold on that thought brother be back in just a sec. Aaron, before the break, we talked a little bit about routines and, and I mean, how is that for you, bro? What does a what does a standard day look like for you?
1: Um, honestly, I tell people this, and I think I'm lying, but the people that know me know it's all true. Um, I, I wake up early in the morning as early as I can. Um, I train. I always train. I always either if it's cardio or light weight session, I always train. Um, after that, uh, before that, I get two meals in. I try and get two meals in just to make sure I have the energy, the calories. I train. I do weights. Um, some days I do Muay Thai. I'm a real big old Muay Thai. That's like my hobby. Wrestling's my job. Muay is my hobby. Wow. Um, and then usually it's two two trainings a day, if not three. If uh, Richie Hardcore, shout out to Richie Hardcore. If he's yep. feeling like doing the beginners and the advanced class, then I'll do both of those. Um, if not, there's wrestling at night. So weights in the morning and then wrestling a Muay Thai at night every single day. Mm. If I'm feeling weak, then I just do one training. But that's a sort of like do or die, do or die sort of thing. But <laughs> so, so come, when you're talking about habits, mm. it's about creating habits of excellence. Like for me, I can't go a day without training. So COVID, COVID lockdown, man, that was one of the biggest challenges in my life. Really? Not, still trying to keep the discipline while not being able to do the disciplined things. So if, the more you do, the more you want to do, the less you do, the less you want to do. It's just habits. Um, but that was challenging. But I'm all good. I came out on top.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always, bro. Um, you know, your academy, um, yep. uh, is it for everybody? Or do you have to, like, you know, if you're a 40-year-old guy like me or my 14-year-old son, can can we come oh, and join?
1: It's for everybody. So, like, everybody's got different goals. Some people that train with me and that signed up, they want to go to Japan. They want to go to America. Mm-hmm. And we've got the trainers. So, like, I, I, I teach the Japanese style uh, another guy from the UK, Ringo Ryan, he wrestled for the WWE. He tr- he trains the WWE style. Um, Ant Khan, he's uh, a star in Mexico, and he came back here to come train, start the academy. He's actually the director of uh, Warrior Wrestling Academy. Wow. So we've got all of these guys that just happen to be, they all come to New Zealand because it's the most beautiful place in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'll stand by that. I've been around the world, and I know New Zealand's <laughs> the most beautiful
0: place in the world.
1: Um. But, yeah, I think we've got a bit. it's the only, like, team in New Zealand where full-time professionals have come back and sort of started giving back. So I think value-wise and productivity, I think we'll do pretty well. Yeah, Um, But, yeah, it is for everybody. We've got people at different levels, so people that just want to train, like, submission wrestling, Greco-Roman freestyle. And we've got a weight gym as well. Uh, We've got squat racks and cardio machines and everything. If you're just there to lose weight, it's all good. If you want to debut, it's all good. But if you want to debut, I go really hard on you. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to run up Mount Wellington without stopping.
0: Oosh. Wow. I feel like that is, um, you know, it freaks everyone out, but there's a certain amount of, like even me, I'm thinking, man, imagine if you could. The sky's the limit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because that, that's the thing, eh, is that we're quick to think, oh, I don't want to do that, but... It's really an invitation to be like. That's exactly what I want to do. Oh, I'm scared. So I'll carry on for a second. Um, when when uh, you know, when you think about it, bro. Um, you know, I guess I'm picking up too. It's like you don't want to stop the machine. You gotta you gotta get up in the morning, even on those days where you're not feeling the, you know, the fire. I guess you still got to keep the machine rolling. Um, if you're somebody, I guess who maybe the machine stopped for a wee while, you know, COVID got the best of you or you're just trying to recalibrate or, you know, like we're all different. Uh, You know, just some general things you've picked up over the years that can help start light that fire again.
1: Definitely what the Japanese taught me. Um, Everything the Japanese people do is amazing. Not because they go from zero to a hundred overnight, but what they do is it's all about incremental. It's all about, 0.01% 0.01% change every single day, no mm-hmm. matter what. Like if you make maybe one day you wake up 10 minutes early and the next day you're an hour late. Mm-hmm. Just try to go back to 11 minutes mm-hmm. and then just try bit by bit by bit by bit. I, don't, I didn't get to being able to train twice a day overnight. It took mm-hmm. me some training every day since 2013. So it, it's not ever I think everybody in this day and age, especially everything's quick fix, quick fix, quick fix. Mm. Um, I wanna lose weight. Okay, six weeks shred. Every we all know the six week shred crew. But what those six weeks shred guys, yeah, sure you'll lose all that weight in six weeks, but your body will try and balance it out. And after that six weeks, they'll try your body will try and save all that energy and put it back on. Mm. Mm. Um, incremental changes. There's the one thing that the one uh, to me, it's the best thing of Japanese culture, is all about just little change, bit by bit, but consistent, consistent. Mm. So honestly, one little change. If you're just zero point zero 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 one percent better than you were yesterday, imagine what you'll be in a hundred days, a yeah, thousand days.
0: Bro. Wow! Um, where can people jump on um, your website and find the academy and stuff? If that, you know, uh,
1: Warrior Wrestling Dakota NZ. Oh, it's all over my um, social medias, Canada N Z. NZ. <laughs> yep.
0: Awesome. And is there plans to get it on TV? And I only asked that because a uh, note to the producers down at Oriana TV, you know, come on, let's go get some funding and start start at local, right? Because <laughs> that's that the epic.
1: That, that is like a part, yeah, a part of the uh, goals that I wanted, obviously, to build the scene. What they do overseas is, is touring. So there's tours and TV. In almost every country that has pro wrestling, they have tours and TV. So that's my long-term goal. I know it'll, it'll take five to ten years to do, but I mean, I'm only 28, so I got plenty of time left. That's plenty of heartbeats sense. left. Plenty. Of-
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, bro. Let me get on on the ground floor. Come do some commentary. You know, like even just like yeah. the the the, the after match. You know, where I come in and just how was that and stuff like that. I'd love to.
1: What are you doing on October 24th?
0: Well, I hope I'll be with you because I'm in. I'll bring all the cameras. (laughs) uh,
1: um, Warrior Wrestling's putting on their first event, um, and uh, they got me on. They got me on. Uh, they've got me signed up for the, for the
0: well, uh, Look, I'm just going to say it. If you want to, we're going to get Audiana TV to come cover this live and uh, we'll just do it. We're just going to say it because I know Samson, the executive producer, the commissioner down there, he'll be like all over this. So, bro, if if, if, if the world allows with COVID or whatnot, uh, we're just going to do this. But even if not, you can just keep it small and intimate, man. Oh, I'd I absolutely love to be part of that story because this excites me, you know, and I think everyone out there too, like this is life in real time. You put yourself with people, and guess what? Awesome things happen, and it <laughs> is like that. So, um, Aaron, bro, look, just as we wrap up, I want to thank you for, um, thank you, bro. you know, just p- paving these new journeys. I kind of think, uh, that you know, our great ancestors they they made it a habit to, to explore the world, and uh, and you know, you talked about Disney before. One of the confusing moments I've had. You know, as I watch my little two-year-old grow and we've had, you know, 70 rounds of Moana every single day, <laughs> as, as at the end of Moana, there's this kind of slow zoom in and she smiles, it cuts to black. And I keep feeling awkward after it because I'm like, well, where do we cut to Moana? Today's not working out so great. Yeah. So when I talk to people like yourself, Aaron, who are still trying to find these new ways forward, um, I, I I feel extremely hopeful because these are like the sequels to that, you know, that we've, and, and, and the funny thing about Moana is they talked about the forgotten something. And yeah. I feel like um, we're kind of charged now to find out what's the right balance of the tools needed for the world and its rapid changing form and to bring yeah. these historical things in. Ironically, I think it's about, you know, movement, what you're doing, mindset. Um, I love to think that there's a forgotten piece of knowledge around our Pacific ancestry through um, its calming aspects. I think we think of, you said it, the world thinks of us as warriors, but I've got this kind of saying in my head that... we (laughs) we were more than just warriors, just. you yes, know, yes. we were kind of, I think we have our own ancestry with yoga and breathing and yes, I, I can't find it anywhere. So maybe we can oh, talk.
1: i got but a guy. Um, I Really? Just, Richie, Richie just, he just took us through the breathing ex- exercises and he said his mate. His mate uh,
0: oh, sweet. I really Congrats.
1: Am Congrats. Am good. So okay. I'm, I'm all about that as well. Breathing is key. And like, nice. come on, we we lived on the oceans for day after day. We would have known how to mm. get rid of all that salt in our lungs.
0: Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. All right, brother. Well, let's wrap it here. Um, I don't know if you've eaten or showered. You've trained. It looks like, nah, and you've got the shower. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, man. Hey, where can people follow you if they want to check out you and, uh, and and just plug the wrestling once again?
1: Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram N Z or warriorwrestling.co.nz
0: awesome look here's one uh, high five to one of many chats hopefully over our life yeah, i'm privileged number, to connect with you and thanks again for joining me and all the audience and, and sharing uh that time travel warp there's there's much more that we can dive into and i'm sure we will but for now brother i want to thank you and we'll we'll catch you soon eh
1: Jordan, want bro thank you